go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Thrilled you're here today listening. Appreciate you taking the time. Stoked you're here. Have I complimented you enough? No, I really, really appreciate you being here on the show today. Uh, as always, you know where to find me, Instagram, Twitter, at Eddie Cohn, eddiecohn.bandcamp.com. And I'm going to play on today's show, I'm going to play a clip from the Mark Marin show in a little bit. Mark always has this really wonderful way of describing the torturous path of being an artist sometimes. So I, I, I really resonated with some phrases, some words he uses to describe his sort of creative process. So I'll play that later. Um, but for now, by the way, day after July 4th, it's weird living in L.A. I've never heard so many fireworks in my entire life. Just last year, the year before, L.A. is obsessed with fireworks. And of course, there's all these stories about animals, pets, uh, war veterans that have a really hard time during this this holiday. And of course, I think to myself, because, you know, my, my two cats were hiding all night. You know, these people that light fireworks, do they even care, you know, about other people's sensitivities to the noise? Which I guess does sort of lead me to today's theme as I was driving down the freeway. I've noticed these signs on the freeway that are now declaring the number of people that have died in California from car accidents. And, you know, the number was around 5,000 or 6,000 as of yesterday. And it's funny, I, I said to myself at the beginning of the pandemic about a year ago, year and a half ago, this is all about attention. What, what does it take now to get anybody's attention, to get anybody to think about someone or something besides themselves? And, you know, I remember riding back from Arizona about five, six months ago, getting into the Palm Springs area. People are driving at these absolutely insane speeds. And I, I'm a pretty fast driver, and people are flying by me. So I went on a Google, not while I was driving, and I come to find out a million people die every year from car accidents. A million people. And so I, I think to myself, okay, so the media and politicians spent the majority of their time focused on COVID and the pandemic. And, and I thought to myself, and again, I think a lot of why I have this perspective is I've dealt with health issues for much of my life. Um, there's a crow in the background tweeting away, so that's distracting, but I'll, I'll try and focus. Is, was this nothing more than just the government finally deciding to pay attention to something? It's certainly, you know, whether it's to make them look good or because they have these ongoing relationships with pharmaceutical companies and it's going to benefit them and the biotech companies if we all get the vaccine. You know, hydroxychloroquine and another medication were lauded by Trump and then other physicians. 
And they were all the media was silencing all these people and saying Trump was a quack and all these doctors were quacks. And now here we are a couple weeks ago where it's now being found out that hydroxychloroquine in, does in fact help COVID patients. You know, all this time, people have been dying. You know, the, the emergency room has had people dying for years in the emergency room. I have a friend who's an ER doctor, and he says this year is no different than any other year. It's it's an extremely depressing, tragic, um, stressful area to be in, whether it's this year or any previous year. So I, I say to myself, as I'm seeing these running tabulations now on the freeway of people that are dying on car crashes, I mean, does the media, do they really care about you? Or do they just see an opportunity and latch onto it to try and better themselves, to look good. You know, I, and, and I bring this up because I can't help but think that life is nothing but random chaos, luck, timing. I mean, I go for these bike, I go on these bike rides every weekend, about 30 mile bike ride down to Hermosa Beach and back. And sometimes, I got to be honest, I can't believe that I'm still alive or I'm, I'm not hurt because the amount of attention, the amount of attention that I need to pay during my trip, I mean, granted, some of the, some of the bike ride I'm on bike lanes or designated bike paths where there are no cars around, but I am telling you, cars are flying by me, cars are going through stop signs, cars are going through red lights. I saw a U-Haul truck the other day not even stop and just fly right through an intersection. And I say to myself, man, it's, it's a miracle that I get by any day. You know, I, I feel more grateful now for my life and my health than ever. And it has nothing to do with politics, the government, the media's doing, it's my own doing. I'm, I'm gonna read off to you. I take vitamin C, multivitamin pills, prostate pills every day. These are all like homeopathic herbal medications. Airborne, I take the um, elderberries every morning. Eat fish three to four times a week. I only eat meat like once. A, I only eat meat like once a month. I juice um, a lot of protein. I exercise six days a week. Practice yoga. You know, and I do all these things to try and remain and stay strong and healthy. But then I also think, as I'm riding my bike and almost getting into these accidents, you know. There's only, you know, life is just so random and chaotic. And, and you know, last night I read in, in, in uh, some newspaper that 100 people died in the United States uh, from crime and, and gun-related accidents last night during the July 4th. So, you know, that, that's, been an issue, that's been an ongoing issue that's only getting worse every single day. And is anything being done to stop it? Doesn't seem to be. Heart disease, diabetes have been on the rise for years. 
Yet there are more McDonald's and Burger King and fast food. Meanwhile, the cost of strawberries and raspberries goes up. Cost of hamburgers goes down. No wonder people are buying McDonald's all the time, as opposed to going to like Whole Foods and getting organic fruits and vegetables. You know, it's like these problems have been gone. These problems have been ongoing for years, and I think, well, why all of a sudden did COVID get everybody's attention? And, and I think it was really the perfect storm. It was this opportunity to scare the living daylights out of people, get people to come home. We're more reliant now on text. On we're more reliant now on tech. I don't know. It's it's like it's hard for me to still imagine what happened. You know, it's this strange shift in our culture where I'm still kind of in a state of shock. It's, it's strange, but you know, the numbers are starting to come back where they're saying that this last season was not much worse than a really bad flu season, and yet we basically locked the country down, uh, got people to stay home. Uh, reshape the way we communicate and we're more reliant on zoom and technology and I, I don't know I just I just think it's amazing to think what unfolded over the last year and I guess the thing that was just so frustrating for me was um, I guess it's these these feeble attempts to try and feel like we're in control you know the government, the medical community wants you to feel like they have your best interests, like they're in control, they care about you, that, the, that this whole thing is under control and everything is going to be okay. And I, I just, I'm just trying to enjoy my life as much as I can every single day. Because I'm telling you, you know, I do all these things for my health to stay healthy and stay strong, but some random occurrence can happen tomorrow and it's just all, you know, ripped to shreds. And so I, I just, I'm trying to stay positive and stay strong and, and sort of ignore the insanity. But sometimes when I think about the way our world has just been reshaped over the last year, uh, and we still have all these ongoing problems, it's, it just, uh, it's very perplexing to me. And it really was the source um, for my record, which, which is going to be coming out later this year. I just, I, I think there's all these organizations and platforms and people that are grandstanding, uh, that we lionize, that we somehow, for whatever reason, raise up on these pedestals and we think they have our best interests. And I, I can't help but think, um, do, do they really? It's strange to be finished with an album, and it's, it's going to come out in September. And I also really just finished writing my book, working with an editor, the publisher. Uh, we're working on design now. I'll start off with the record. I mean, I, I think back to my previous one. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to write another album again. I, I think I became a little depressed that I spent all this time on a project that I thought was so fantastic and it pretty much fell on deaf ears. And I think I'm dreading that process of, of releasing music. It's strange to release music in this ADHD world 
where it's like, what the fuck does it take to get anybody's attention? What does it take to get anybody to care about your art? And I, I have to say, I feel that this process of making this record was pure joy. I mean, to be able to have a home recording studio where I was able to record basically everything uh, except the drums, then I have some friends that are just amazing musicians that put their own guitar work on this album. I'll actually end the, the show today with the song Animals, but it was truly like the pandemic was so insane, coupled with the protests, which turned to riots, L.A., and the smoke, uh, the fires last season, which which turned the sky into this orangish, apocalyptic, gray sky, where it felt like the world was ending. It truly felt like we were all going to die. Once I sort of took a step back and started doing some research and read about COVID, and then really started to think about the media's role in all of this, I started to think, wow, it's like the world isn't that bad of a place, but people in power, people in the media are wanting to scare the living daylights out of people. And it almost feels like they're creating more harm than good. They're creating more violence because it, it was it was strange. Like when I was outside, people seemed really friendly and nice, but then the, then the world and the media wants you to think that everybody's uh, that everybody hates each other. But then coupled with the pandemic, not knowing what was going on there, and then going out in a public and seeing people everywhere with masks, and now there's stories that are coming out saying that masks were unnecessary this entire time. It, it just, it was really the perfect breeding ground for me to write a record. You know, making music is this combination of pure joy, but also a lot of anxiety, frustration. I hear these sounds in my heads and I, in my head and I'm trying to bring it all together and make it all make sense. My music is not very one-dimensional at all. It's not just me on a guitar strumming. It's there's just lots of layers and taking risks and hoping it all makes sense and and a year later I have this record that I listened to last night at home and I was like, "Fuck, this is really great. I can't wait for people to listen to this thing." I think it really captured the emotions of 2020 in this really raw, vulnerable way. And, and, and so there's all of that. And then I've spent the last four years writing a book. I mean, think about that, four years. And then you eventually get to that place where it's like, oh my God, am I wasting you know, all of this time? I mean, and I, I get to the point where I'm thinking, you know, even if this ends up being terrible and nobody buys it, well, at least I spent four years um, almost like going to school as a writer. I, I, by the end of it, I, I knew that I would be a better writer from where I started, but it certainly would feel good to work on something for four years that ultimately becomes a little successful. It's just this, I, I feel like nowadays, and I don't know if it's, you know, our culture's obsession with celebrities the way we lionize celebrities. Um, there's just such a pretentiousness towards celebrities. I think we all just think often artists are not relevant or they, their, their labor isn't hard labor like a construction worker or that we, we don't really 
I just feel like the respect, there, there's some confusion and disrespect towards the process of creativity. And look, there's a lot of garbage out there, but then there's shows like The Handmaid's Tale, which to me is one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen visually and the music and the acting. It's, it's, it's insane to me how much work probably went into that show. And also what's frightening to me is that you know, just the symbolism found in that show. I, I just culturally, we have sort of forgotten about the value, the importance, and the struggles that artists go through. I, I don't know. I think we just sort of glorify their role. Maybe, you know, I think of Kurt Cobain. Man, this guy had so many issues. I've just been reading about him, and it's like, did, did the record label even care or want, or were they just too caught up in making more money and, and just getting him out on the road? Did they, did anybody think to themselves, we got to get this guy off the road for six months, get him better. Who cares about the money? This guy's too talented. We got to get him better. But it just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a strange collision of, of different interests and different pursuits. And, and I think we're sort of forgetting how challenging it is to create, how fragile we are. It's not easy to put yourself out there. Um, And so I want to, before I play Animals from my upcoming record, I want to play this clip of Mark Maron. I think he really does a wonderful job of capturing um, a lot of the uh, distraught feelings he he experiences as he's uh, preparing to create and, and write new material. It's actually... The intro during his uh, Steven Soderbergh interview, which I thought was a fantastic conversation, but I'm going to play play a little bit for this. I'm going to play a little bit of this for you, then I'll share a few thoughts before I uh, let you go. And I'm going to riff it out, and that's how I do it. And like my brain is on fire. I'm on edge. I'm furious at everything. I'm furious at myself. And this happens innately. I don't know why this is the way that my brain needs to generate why this is the method but like i just like i know like today heading into this thing my brain will just fucking rip open and i'll and i'll start putting things together and i'll outline and stuff and i'll just go kick it around up there in front of people it's terrifying it's there's nothing not horrendously stressful about it but it's always the way I've done it. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm not happy about it. I don't know what's going to happen. I never give myself the benefit of the doubt, given that I've done this for half my fucking life at this point. I'm just on, I am at the edge, man. And I know on some level, it's like, Hey man, it's not sober behavior. You know, maybe you need a meeting. You're dry. You're this or that. This is the way it goes. And I never remember that this is the way it goes. I want to quit. I don't want to do it this way anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to. And I'm just, I get myself into this fucking meltdown mode. I guess it's my innate way of building up the courage to fucking do this show because it's all life or death for me. I'm not going up there with a list and like, well, that joke didn't work. I'm going, I got to put it on the line. I guess that's what I live for. What makes it all worthwhile is for me to get up there, not knowing what's going to happen, to put myself in this situation where I have to be funny and not exactly sure where it's going to come from and wait for it to come and hope it does come. Then all of a sudden it's delivered to you. You don't know where from, you're just like, you're sort of like, you're kind of fishing the air 
I'm going to go fishing in the ether to see if I can catch some tags, some jokes, some brilliance, just a, a moment. Will it come? Will it come? And when it comes out of nowhere, it's sort of like, there it is. It's been delivered, that moment. I've been really thinking a lot about just my my path and, and the combination of why why do I write the book? Why do I put the album together? Why am I podcasting? And it, it's so fucking complicated, but... You know, sometimes I just am wondering if people see the way, if people see the world that I see. Do you just take it for granted or, or do you just assume that whatever the news is given to you, that, that that is accurate? And then I think about my record that I made and it's like people, you know, people ask me about songs and meanings and it's, it's, it's seriously, it's, it's like this, I hear stuff, I start adding subtracting lyrics come melodies come and then it's like it's a fucking miracle that it sounds as good that it, it sounds as good as it does it's this this was so hard to create these nine songs and i am so blown away at how great they sound because there were there were days when i thought it was trash, that my vocals were terrible, that the lyrics needed to be redone, too much going on, too little, how is, is, how is this going to make any sense? Just one night after another of just sheer torture and dread. And then slowly you keep working on it and sort of just like chiseling away. And before you know it, you've got a song. And then three and then five and then like nine songs that I am so freaking proud of. And this book that's been four years, it's like the first five drafts sucked. I've never written a book before, but there's just like this inner voice calling that's making me want to like almost get people to see the world that I see. Like, do, do, does anybody, the podcast, like I, I want people to see the insanity of social media, the complete self-absorption and narcissism that this world is, uh, that the world of social media has created. I, I mean, fuck, I, I t can't tell you how many times I am riding my bike in, the, in looking to my right or left and people are driving with their fucking face down. I see, saw a woman the other day, two kids in the back seat. She's at the stoplight, texting and staring down. She drives off and is just holding the phone in one hand, holding the steering wheel in the other. Two kids in the back seat. It's like, wake the fuck up. Do people see this insane shit that's going on? Does anybody care? I'm telling you, it sounds so insensitive, but I'm so less concerned about what the media wants us to worry about. Meanwhile, a million people are dying every year on car crashes, and how many of those are from idiots that are holding on to their phone and texting while they're driving? It's like, it's crazy to me. So I, I, I just, I'm inspired by the insane world it's like it makes me want people to wake up and and like holy shit 
do you realize what phones and cell phones and like technology is, is doing to us? If we reach the tipping point now where the benefits are now being outweighed by the negatives. So I guess that's another theme of the record, you know, so that's it for today's show. And I will end the show today with my new song animals. I released it about a month ago. Uh, remix for it's coming out on Friday. It's already on eddiecone.bandcamp.com. You can find it there. Really stoked to play this song for you. Really proud of the record. It should be available officially in September. Any questions, you know where to reach me. Instagram, Twitter, at Eddie Cohn, or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Website, imeddiecone.com. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy Animals here. I think the song was really symbolic of what's gone on the last year as well, so I felt it would be appropriate to play it for you. As always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Yeah.